Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to uh, the first episode of a new football season for the Ninth State Sports Show. Uh, my name is Joe Marcellina, and joining me for another year uh, is Mike Lockman, former coach, most recently over at uh, Sauhegan High School. Uh, Mike, yeah. welcome back. Happy, uh, happy football. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing how we say how fast the season goes. The offseason goes pretty fast, too. We're back. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I was thinking about uh, we were here, what, in February the last yeah. time uh, for a special uh, offseason show where we kind of broke down the, the Chad game and, and uh, some other things that have been going on. And, I mean, hard to believe that that was February. Yeah. Uh, so here we are again. Uh, we are, of course, recording this at Riverside Barbecue in Nashua again this season. Uh, you can send us questions for an upcoming show by emailing nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com, or you can uh, get at us on Twitter at, at nhhsports. Uh, the show is available uh, on Wednesday morning at nh-highschoolsports.com, also on iTunes. And uh, one big announcement before we get started, uh, don't, don't forget that you know, if you're listening to this on August 15th, today is the final day to order your 2018 football prospectus. Uh, it's our preview magazine with features on a handful of returning players, plus plenty of color photos, results from 2017, and uh, probably the, the, the maybe the biggest draw so that you can give me some, uh, some uh, watch me eat some crow later on this season, uh, my predictions the for the picks. 2018 season. Uh, so go to nh-highschoolsports.com, click on the top story on the homepage, uh, and order your, cop your copy of the prospectus. So, Mike, I uh, wanted to start out, of course, we are, we're still, you know, a little more than, what, three weeks away, all closer to two weeks from the start of the regular season. However, yep. this is only day number two, as we record this, of practice. Yeah. Uh, of course, this year... The NHIA implementing a new uh, new practice uh, rules and regulations, procedures, whatever, for high school football. Instead of starting the Wednesday before everyone else in August, um, they start that they started this year the same Monday as everyone. Um, I don't know. <laughs> what do you think of it? Well, you know, so I'm, I'm I think any any football coach would be of two minds of it. I think any any policy, philosophy, whatever you do, that's designed for the the best interest of the athletes and their safety is to be applauded and embraced. Um, so I think the heart was really in the right place with, with this. I, at least I hope it was, I'm sure it was, but I, you know, coming from my perspective, most of which has been coaching, right? I'm, I'm a football fan. I'm a football parent. You know, I got a little guy playing now, but from a coaching standpoint, I, I still, I worry about restricting practice time because any coach worth their salt uses every minute of that time to work on good solid fundamental techniques which translates to safety by the way um, especially in the last five or six years where the the emphasis has really been on that so i i do worry that what was intended to be a really a, a good thing that to look out for the safety of the players is something that may not achieve that goal because coaches lose time to work on the little things that they they do um, and, and they also lose some of the time to ramp up to the to that first scrimmage, and th that first game comes quick too. So I'm more, I'm a little worried about it. I, I mean, I don't know. So for for those that uh, haven't heard this before, um, the NHIA of course has a. Um, if you go to the football page on the site, um, there is a link to a, a PowerPoint presentation. It looks like going over um, the basics of it. You know, they list the rationale for this. Um, you know, to uh, reduce exposure to concussive hits by shortening the season. 
it's a it is a shorter preseason, um, and there is an extra day in there of non-hitting that that you know kind of you can see that. Um, also says it allows for an additional week of summer for athletes, which it does. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> not sure that you needed to cut off the beginning of, of practice time to do that. I mean, you could have, you know, maybe told teams that they couldn't do as many seven on sevens or whatever they do during the yeah during you, the summer. You could limit the summer activity before you would cut official practice time. But um, so they wanted what they wanted to do was give students a 14 day period to get a- uh, acclimated to, you know, the warm weather, um, getting to practice out in the heat. Uh, you know, so if you look at that the practice schedule this time there's so there as we said they're starting a few days later the first couple days helmets only instead of you know helmets and shoulder pads in the past um no more double sessions for the first uh what was it five days um you know but no and no practices for more than three hours where you're actually doing you know physical work outside um teams are allowed to have an hour-long walkthrough that's you know three hours after or before that three-hour practice uh, you know, and, and then it just ramps up a couple days. Day three, you add shoulder pra- shoulder pads and r- have a little contact with some sleds. Uh, day four and five, still shoulder pads, some light hitting with, with uh, other players. And then day six, you go full on into full pads, double sessions, um, no more than five hours, and no one practice can exceed more than three hours, three hours in between each session. Um, no scrimmages, however, yet. Um, and I guess the other thing that it, I didn't really see listed here was that no back-to-back days of double sessions, and you're allowed to have five of them. So that basically means you've got to have your double sessions on day six, eight, ten, twelve, and then fourteen. Yeah. Because that's the end of the preseason. It's I mean, for after going from you know very loose you know restrictions where it was just the first three days of practice you couldn't hit. To now this, I mean, it's just, it's like night and day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's, I mean, again, I think this is, this was obviously well thought out by somebody. It was, it was well intended. Um, I, I, I would like to think that you could have accomplished something similar by doing further education for coaches about how to ramp things up and, and how to acclimate and things like that. I mean, there's a... We, we had to do a lot of education on that stuff to begin with. I mean, I, I would spend hours at the computer doing the, the annual training refreshers on, on safety and acclimation and, 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 uh, you, and, and to say nothing about the, the first aid and CPR certifications. I, I wish there was a little bit more trust that you could place in saying, hey, we, we, we will let the, co- you know, as an organization, we will let the coaches know what we expect and what they need to be on the lookout for and how they need to administer and ramp things up. But but a little bit more freedom to say, we're, we're, we, we know you know your team. We know the level of conditioning, experience, et cetera, of your team. And you can kind of play that by ear. Be smart. Um, and schools have their own local rules too, right? Like a lot of times the athletic trainer and the athletic director, et cetera, they'll provide guidance at the local level. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times our athletic director when I was at Sauhegan would say, hey, Mike, you know, heat today you got to be really right. careful yeah. i, I want to make sure you guys are doing this that in terms of water breaks and that was always welcome because it was it was in the interest of the kids you i know? think i think the big irony or maybe uh maybe that just coincidence has been that these first two days of practice have been maybe the two two <laughs> of the coldest days of the summer yeah yeah it's uh-huh. in, the, in the low 70s it, um, you know but you know i i wonder i'm curious as to how much if they sought any input from 
the football committee, the schools, the coaches, if there was any involvement there. Um, and, and the other curious thing is, as we're saying that, that, you know, day six is that first day of double sessions. Well, you know, okay, that that's the first sat that's Saturday, this yeah. coming Saturday. Um, you know, at a point where in the past that was probably a day where, you know, some of these kids were getting some time off, like they yeah. were able to, to maybe be kids and enjoy summer a little bit on a weekend yeah. um, before things really got ramped up. And instead, they're the first day of double sessions. Right. As a coach, you, you may almost feel forced into saying, hey, look, we're we're behind our usual pace and schedule because of the rule change. Am I now obligated to, to do a double session on Saturday just to just to try to catch up for lost time that I'm not used to having lost. So, yeah. yeah. And, and the way this sounds too, you know, it, it sounds like it's including Saturday and Sunday as, you know, as days that count. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and I, I mean, I guess you're already losing time. I guess if, you know, it's same thing. Coaches are probably looking at it and saying, I don't want to practice on Sunday, but no. I, I, I don't really have a choice. Right. Yeah, or, or or if I if I don't, there may be consequences in terms of our development for, you know, being prepared to go into the first game. So yeah, I, I will say that of the coaches that I've talked to about this so far, um, you know, I I don't think there was anyone that was thrilled with it, but there was no one that was negative about it. No mm. one no one said I hate this. I'm I can't believe we have to do this. Yeah. No one said, um, you know, this is a terrible idea. They yeah. were. Well, we'll just see what happens. I mean, it, we don't like losing the time, but you know, we'll 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 see how it goes. Yeah, uh, and they're all on the same uh, level. Everyone's field. in the same boat. It's not like some right. schools are doing this. Uh, right. And and again, like I opened with, every coach knows that the intent is to is to further promote the safety and well-being of the athletes, right. which is right. your that's your whole focus important. anyway. Yeah. So yeah. hard to say this is terrible yeah. when you know that's the intent. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I will say though it should make for some pretty ugly football games on Octo August thirtieth. Might, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Either that or very limited. I mean, yeah. in terms of yeah. the scope of a, yeah. of a of an offense or a defense that you're going to see, because it'll have to be pared down. Yeah, and you know, speaking of um, you know that first week, um, do you like my little? That was a, that was a transition. Yeah, that was one, good from one to the other. I've been I've been working on that in the offseason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it would help if I had the thing I wanted to look for right in front of me, though. Right? <laughs> um, but, you know, there are some actually, in Division One. there are some really interesting games in that first week. Of course, you know, D1 this year, you have, uh, of course, change in crossovers, uh, clusters. It's the uh, north and the west, yep. uh, and then the south and the east playing against each other. Um, you know, nine-game season. Uh, the big changes this year, of course, Wyndham moves up to yep. Division One. Alvern moves down. Merrimack moves into Alvern's spot in the West Conference. Wyndham takes Merrimack's spot in the South Conference. And there's an extra school in Division One, but fortunately they're co-oping with, uh, with Portsmouth, so we don't have an odd number. That right. is, of course, Oyster River. I uh, was reading today uh, in a, a story on uh, uh, seacoastonline.com uh, that they've added about 15 kids, Oyster River kids, uh, mostly freshmen. Yeah. So good, good sign for the program in the next couple of years, yeah. um, but just good to have numbers, too. Yeah, and uh, it's not that there. Portsmouth hasn't been competitive without it, but yeah. there's some athletes at Oyster River, so that should that should be a, a an unpredictable uptick in terms of, uh, you know, Portsmouth's next few seasons. But you know, that first week, um, I, you know, I look at, I, you know, looking at Division One as a whole, I think everyone's thinking the same thing, that Pinkerton is the team to beat, mm. um, you know, 
making it to the championship game last year. Yeah, they lost some very good players, you know, including you know Ty Hicks. Yeah. Um, but they have a, a whole lot coming back. Yeah. Um, you know, and then maybe after that, it's you know kind of a kind of a, a crapshoot as to who the next team is, um, especially on the other side in that north and and west. I mean, I look at that, and and of those those teams over there, you know, I think all but maybe three or four have a legit shot at at representing that side in the championship game yeah you know it's funny when i was coming over here i was thinking about you know you know is he going to want to talk about d1 and and i think d1 has um an opportunity assuming everybody's rosters kind of work out the way we think and and kids stay healthy and stuff to be a lot more competitive than it was last year yeah and and maybe a overall a higher quality division i mean i don't know that you have like a salem uh you know, Pinkerton sort of, th- uh, Winnicunit sort of thing, where those were like yeah, really like powerhouse elite. teams, yeah. But I think a lot of these teams, uh, a lot of those teams are going to be back this year at a high level. But I think you also could look to a Nashua North, uh, a Merrimack, who has a lot of kids back. Jeez, um, uh, who was the uh, Central, who returns uh, Holcomb. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a bunch of teams that kind of were on the outside looking yeah, in last year yeah. that I think are, are loaded to have a great return. It's sticking with Central, um, you know, uh, on NHFootballReport.com, uh, their head coach, Ryan Ray, had, had a, a quote that I thought was pretty good there, that I don't know how any program in Division One can head into August feeling great about its yeah. chances. Uh, there's just so much talent, so many great coaching staffs and programs in today's Division One. And that's that's exactly what I think, especially that side of the the division, is gonna is gonna look like. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, I, I, them Central, you know, Bedford's always gonna be there. Yeah. Um, as you said, Nashua North has. I mean, they lost like five seniors from yeah. last year, and they were really and young, yeah, and they were the physical. Ma- the majority tough. of their kids were juniors and sophomores. Yep. Um, you know, and then you know South, of course, lost a lot of skill kids, but they've got. You know some really good players back. Yeah, Merrimack I think is a team at least amongst you know the coaches I've talked to. They're kind of pointing at Merrimack as possibly being a bit of of, of a sleeper team. That, yeah, you know maybe they have a good core the back too. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that I think they're very happy with. So um, Goffstown of course lost some very good talent, but they've got some kids returning. And yep. you know I don't think um, again from from talking to coaches they. They have mentioned the Justin Huff factor. Yeah, uh, nobody's going to rule Goffstown you know, at this that point. <laughs> it doesn't matter who they lose. No matter what they've got, that he's always going to maybe get them an extra win or two yeah. just just from his coaching. Yeah, they're uh, going to be competitive no yeah, matter what. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's. I mean, there could be any any of a number of teams that are those four in the playoffs. And, of course, some of them um, play some pretty big games that first week. Of course, Goffstown goes to Merrimack yep. week one. Uh, B- Nashua North hosts Bedford. Uh, you know, that – those two games, I mean, they could be potential playoff matchups, which would be nice. Yeah. Because I think a couple in the last couple of years, we've had too many of those games that have been repeats from late season games. Right. So if we could, you know, get some of those out of the way early. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Some of them have literally been the back to nine, back. Yeah. yeah. Semi and quarterfinal yeah. repeat. Boom. Which is always awkward. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Any? Have you uh, any word on any players that you, know, you mentioned? Alex Holcomb from from Central. Uh, of course, you know Ben Eichmann at, at Merrimack yep. uh, should have a big season this year. Jalen Pacheco over at South, um, he, you know, I got, I got to see him in the, in the talk to him in the preseason, and he, you know, I walked into the the weight room over at South and was expecting to see this, you know, big lumbering kid, and 
he looks like he's you know slimmed down yeah and he's just solid yeah. I, like just uh but any, any other kids that kind of you're, you're excited to see on that side of the, the you division? know i don't i don't remember the names but i know that uh i know that salem's returning a couple of decent offensive linemen and they were maulers up front last year so um so you know even though they lost a lot of skill position people I think Salem's offensive line still looks to be strong. Tight end looks to be strong. They have an interesting opener too, good with with Exeter. Yes. At uh, yeah, at home. Yeah. Uh, always a, uh, you know, Exeter again, one of those teams that we expect to be there, you know, yeah. every every single year. Yeah, like a Goffstown. They're, yeah. they're just yeah. well coached enough where they're going to compete no yeah. matter what. Um, you know, I mentioned uh, Holcomb for Central, who I think is, uh, I think is going to be great for them if they can get their usual you know power downhill running thing coupled with a quarterback who can make a lot of things happen they'll be good um there was another guy i was thinking of on the and it's escaping me now so i've been kind of stalling for time but uh <laughs> but it, it'll come to me w what about you have you uh run across anybody else that you you're know, interested in um of course a bunch of the kids that i've been talking to for the previews yeah. um you know they they kind of stand out I, you know Goffstown has um charlie keith back at quarterback who you know, with a year under of, of starting under his belt, seems like he's got a good grasp of what's going on there. Um, I think they've maybe got a couple kids that, that kind of flew under the radar last year because they had kids like, uh, you know, Andrew Duvall yeah. um, that just sucked up all of the spotlight. Yeah, they didn't um, ask Charlie yeah, to do much yeah, more than yeah. manage games and get the um, ball in the hands of the right guy. Yeah, um, you know, so they, uh, I think he's going to have a big year. Yeah. Um, you know, a look at, at, at Bedford should be an interesting one, of course, uh, you'd assume that Thomas Morgan's the quarterback coming in um, after filling in for, yeah. for Connor Robert ten last, last year. Yeah, um, you know they their backfield's going to look a little bit different with a graduation of a couple kids. Ryan Toscano steps in, I think, to carry a lot of that load there. Um, you know they've got a nice uh, two-way kid uh, receiver and, and, and defensive back, and uh, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Lucen Mumpini, mm -hmm. I think is how you say his name. Uh, if not, I apologize yeah. for that. <laughs> You'll get uh, an we'll email. learn it. Yeah, we'll learn it by the end <laughs> of the year. Um, you know, he's. I think he's been a starter since since he was a sophomore. Yeah. Um, so you know, those two kids. I mean, th there's a good foundation. Um, yeah. You know, there. Um, Pinkerton's got um, Gannon Fast coming back. Who yeah. Yeah. He's kind of a utility guy on offense for them last year and was really pretty productive on defense for them, but. You know, you could see flashes of him being somebody that they really wanted to focus on. Uh, I think this is going to be a senior year, so that's somebody you could look out for uh, out of Pinkerton's backfield. You know, and, and kind of the um, – I'm really interested to see what, what happens with Wyndham. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I, I, I think I, I wrote something there. You know, they won something like, you know, 47 out of, like, 52 games yeah, or something they were over something the last, like, four. five years. Yeah, 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 something like that. And, and like, two of those losses were, were playoff Were playoff, losses. yeah. The last right. two – well, the last two years they yeah. hadn't lost a regular season game. Um, you know, how much of that is going to carry on into, you know, this year? You look at their schedule this year, of course, it's going to be tougher just because of, you know, moving up. Um, you know, how many are – how is it going to be having to play maybe four-quarter games as opposed to, yeah. you know, in years past where – a lot of the starters are coming out in the third quarter. Right. You know, but they just always seem to have, you know, a good group of kids that, you know, th there's been a couple over the years that have gotten, you know, a lot of the headlines, but not not too many of them. Yeah. Um, they just, they all seem to be pretty kind of nameless guys that just, just want to win games. Yeah, it's a very uh, team-oriented thing. You know, I, I think 
the biggest disadvantage for Wyndham moving up is not necessarily, I think, for them because their program size is good, and I think they have a really strong off-season athletic development type thing that would rival any other Division One schools, really. I mean, they're, they're pretty good with that. I think the biggest disadvantage is just the unfamiliarity. Right, when you're used to playing in a conference or a division, it's like, okay, we know this team's going to run this, and we know this team's philosophy, and you know they're going to run that. And even though you can look at stuff on huddle, and I'm sure coaches share stuff, it, you know, it'll it'll be less familiarity for Bill Raycraft and and uh, and Jack and his guys over there to know. Okay, so what are we going to expect week to week out of Salem, Pinkerton? Timberlane, etc. Right. So yeah, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt knowing. They must have known that this was coming, mm-hmm. you know, before the rest of us did. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they had even scouted a little bit, you know. Yeah, going into you know beforehand, uh, you know, maybe in weeks when they had teams that you know they they knew they were gonna you know win pretty handedly yes. against you know maybe take a peek at you know what's this t- what's this team doing what's that team doing yeah um, and you know I I could even see uh, you know they end up in a um, a spot where they get squeezed out of the uh, of the playoff. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they were in in the postseason conversation. No, but the, with the way that division structured, where you can only have three teams from one side right. at most making it, regardless of what you know that first place team on the other side, what their record is. I mean, you could have a better record, as we've seen happen in the yeah. past, and and not get in. Um, that wouldn't surprise me this year either. Yeah, you know, and from you know while we we said Pinkerton's probably the clear cut. You know, from who I've talked to, a lot of people like Salem, a lot of people like Londonderry. You know, where does yeah, that kind of put Yeah, we haven't even talked about Londonderry. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's another one. Another, another team that has, um, you know, they lost some good kids, but, you know, they're, you know, there was over there yesterday, Monday, um, talking to their quarterback, uh, Evan Evan Cormier, and and Jimmy Lozon, the head coach. Um, you know, they're excited because he's, he was a kid that they saw as a sophomore, you know, potentially being a two-year starter at quarterback and just had a, uh, a horrific foot injury yeah. uh, as a sophomore and, and almost missed a good portion of last season. Um, he's at 100%, and, yeah. you know, they're they're pretty excited about that. And, of course, I mean, they they seem to get be one of the few programs that's growing in terms of numbers. Yeah. Um, well over 100 kids, i got to think, in their program again this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, they've, that's where they've been the last couple of years, I believe. Uh, you know, and, and, and a playoff berth certainly changes that kind of stuff, too. Yes, it does, yeah. 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 Kids want to be part of that. Yeah, um, yeah new um, new coaching staff, I believe, in Spalding. Yeah. You know, I've heard some, some people wondering what that's going to look like. Yeah. Um, new coaching you know, staff at Bishop Girton. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, his name is escaping me. But Bishop Girton? Uh, right? Yes. Trishiani. Trishiani, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, see, it's a preseason. We're yeah, we're, still, we're still, still rusty. Still working <laughs> off the working off the kinks. Yeah. Um, you know they I, they seem pretty enthusiastic about what's going on over there. Um, kind of with the mindset of we're going to be junior heavy um, this not year. A, so not a bad place yeah, to be. Yeah. So yeah. maybe maybe we won't get the wins this year, but you know most of these kids are going to be back next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think if he can change a little bit of the swing that that BG has seen in the last couple of years of not having as many kids come out for football because it's it's really become a big lacrosse school and uh, well it always has been but I think the specialization That's thing is the hit biggest difference is they're getting less kids I think who yeah. play both I yeah. think in the past they used to get a lot of kids that that did both football and lacrosse yeah. and and they're not getting as many of those but with him being in that building and BG 
is its own unique culture and its own unique set of 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 issues and 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 those type of things for to have a coach in the building uh that understands all that and and, i mean forget about just having the day-to-day contact with the kids but that understands all that i think is is a good thing and 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 make no mistake I, i think jeff moore was a very good coach but that's tough not to be in a building when you're at a place like bg um, it, it, it's just such a different animal. I, I think too, you know, what he was trying to do offensively with that with them worked. The first two years when they had kids that were were able to kind of hit the ground running. Yeah, with they that, could run. You know, that were that were able to to get out and move and play, and you know, understand a lot of that stuff. Not to say that the, the kids last year didn't, but they just when you sh- you start losing kids and you're starting freshmen and sophomores yeah who have aren't familiar with this stuff yet it's hard it makes to go it a fast. lot tougher yeah. Yep. yeah it's hard to go fast um, when you've got younger guys it's hard to go fast when you've got older guys, <laughs> but it's hard to go fast when you've yeah, got younger yeah. guys um you know a couple other big games um you know that was looking at at for uh later on the season of course we've got uh, this year it seems like they split up a bit of the rivalry stuff you know usually it's that last weekend of or um fourth week friday saturday of the yeah. year um, and of course, there there are a couple of uh, rivalry games that weekend. You got, oh excuse me, I, I'm looking at the wrong week. Week five it is this year, so they did push it back a little bit. North, that's when North South play. Yeah. You got Central and Bedford playing that week. BG and Merrimack, um, Salem and Pinkerton, uh, but the week or Dover and Spalding, which yeah. I gotta forget that. See what the oldest, uh, yeah, oldest rivalry in the state. Oh, is that right? Is yeah, it yeah. more so than Exeter? They go back, uh, oh, they go back to 20? like 1906 or oh, something wow, that yeah. they've been playing. Yeah, yeah. There's actually a Wikipedia page for that that rivalry. Wow, no kidding. Which is yeah, I I mean, you know, who knew? Yeah. Um, you know, but the week before, there, it's like back to back rivalry rivalry weeks because then you've that week you've got Pinkerton, Londonderry, Black, uh, Black, you yeah. know, and and at Dover, of course, Winnicott at Exeter is the following week. So. Yeah. Kind of back-to-back weeks of, of some pretty big games there that all that should have um, some nice crowds. Yeah, yeah, those are always a lot of those are fun. Mac Plaque is just an amazing weekend. The Exeter uh, Winnicunnet thing, if you haven't seen that, I, I know you have. I oh mean, yeah, in, in the audience, if you haven't <laughs> yeah, seen oh that, yeah, yeah, that's an awesome that's, thing um, to do. You know, usually I, the la- past couple of years when it's been at Winnicunnet, they've played Friday night, and when it's been at Exeter, they played Saturday afternoon. Um, I think this year it's at Winnicott, and it's on the schedule for Saturday afternoon. I kind of so like the Saturday afternoon I, for thing a game for that like game. That game yeah. yeah, I don't know yeah. why. It's just got a little bit more. It's it's carnival much feel to easier it. drive, personally. Yeah. You know, to make yeah. to make on a Saturday afternoon than it yeah. is on a Friday. Um, I I will admit I definitely like staying home and uh, and and within within shouting distance of Nashville on yes. Fridays. Um, you know, so hopefully that'll be a game that we, that, you know, am able to get out to yeah. um, at some point this year. Um, you know, and, and for the site, I should say, things are looking pretty good. We've got a number of writers coming back. Uh, we'll have a lot of, uh, hopefully have a lot of football coverage Fridays and Saturdays this year once again. I'm pretty excited about that. Make sure those guys are tweeting. Oh yeah, I'm not yeah. at a game. I want to know what's going on. <laughs> tell them. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a it's a challenge. Um, you know, every year it seems to get a little bit a uh, little bit tougher, especially with all these teams, you know, that are, are playing faster. You yeah. know, as we we're saying, you know, it's hard to keep up sometimes. Um, but you know, it, it should be interesting. I don't know, any any um, 
Any, any care to make any predictions right now as to as to oh what you expect this God, year? Really, I know. now I'm really putting you on the on the spot. Yeah, I, week, I, week one, here we go, right? Right. <laughs> yeah, I, so I I don't know about uh, f- predictions for champions. I I, I I'm going to predict that Merrimack Central and Londonderry are going to be there, uh, where they where they were sort of on the outside looking yeah. in last year. Yeah. I think those are three teams that will. And I think a lot of the other teams that were there last year will be there. But right. I think those yeah. three teams will be there. And 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 Wyndham, uh, as you mentioned earlier, might be in some discussions at the end of the year. It's it, you know it'll be interesting to see. I'm going to give them a lot of credit. I think they're going to survive the move up, pretty well. I I'm going to also uh, hold off on any championship game yes. predictions, <laughs> only because I'm going to just put them in the in the the preview and hope that uh, you know then people can can order a copy of it in order to get if they want to know what what. Uh, uh, what I will uh, predict and what will surely not happen. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I, I will say, you know, given, as we've said, that the depth of Division One this year, specifically that north uh, Northwest cluster, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there's a playoff team. A, a team is going to get in with four lo- with a 5-4 and four record, mm-hmm. um, probably on that side of the bracket. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it happens on both sides, uh, yeah. just because of how – competitive i think this year is going to be yeah um you know so i hope everybody writes down the, the time and date that i'm saying this and then <laughs> when <laughs> when there's a bunch of uh undefeated and one loss teams in the playoffs yeah uh, no i, no, I agree i, with I you think I, yeah i really yeah. do i think that it's going to be very competitive and week to week it's gonna be pretty evenly matched i mean that's kind of what i opened with was saying right. i think it's going to be a much flatter division this year yeah it makes it yeah. makes it tougher but makes it a heck of a lot more entertaining <laughs> Well, we did it. We survived. Uh, we survived week one of the preseason here. Hey, kids uh, are out there working yeah. hard. We got to be in here working <laughs> hard. <laughs> I don't know about working hard, but we're we're doing something, all right. Uh, he is Mike Lockman again. Uh, Mike, thanks for uh, for taking the time and joining me, and I'm looking forward to uh, doing this for another uh, another football season. Yeah, me as well. Yeah, uh, I am Joe Marcellina. Uh This is the ninth ninth state sports show football edition. Uh, you can get this and more. Uh, follow us. Uh, at NHHS Sports on Twitter uh, or go to nh-highschoolsports.com. Uh, find out, um, you know, what's going on this football season and with all sports, um, you know, around New Hampshire, of course, covering girls volleyball, field hockey, boys and girls soccer all season long. So uh, we'll hopefully see you out at some games. <laughs>